0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Monday show. We're here. We're going to be talking about succession for about a half hour. Then we're going to be talking about the Star Wars celebration news for about a half an hour. The first part, we've got Gina and Andy, and then it's just going to be Andy and I for the second part. You can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. You can become a patron by going to Patreon.com slash DVR. Just want to give a hearty welcome to our newest patron, Emily. Thank you. I think maybe she's a Rabbit Hole fan. We're covering Rabbit Hole, we're covering Yellow Jackets. So check out dvrpodcast.com. So let's just get into it. Succession, season four, episode three Connor's wedding turned into Logan's death. Spoiler alert. Gina, you were one of the people encouraging me to watch this show uh, for a long time, but we've never had a chance to talk about it. So I want to let you talk first about your love or hate or whatever your feelings are for this show and what you thought about this episode.
1: Okay. So in general, I think Succession is a really good show. What annoys me most about it actually is the whiny kids like they're just they're their own spoiled privileged show um however i feel like it actually takes their dad to die for them to be somewhat (laughs) relatable human beings um although you know i have to say and i'm sure we'll get into this um i i feel like um I feel like Roman is probably the most honest of them all from both before when we hear about before the death and then after we hear about it. Like I feel like he's the most kind of consistently true to himself character out of the bunch. But yeah, it was it was the best episode the show has ever had by far in my opinion.
0: I would have to agree. To me, I love the Too Much Birthday episode. That was a real turning mm-hmm. point for me last season. I felt that it kind of finally really clicked. And then going into the finale was awesome too. But this episode, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. What what are your initial thoughts, Andy?
2: Well, I, I loved it. I mean, I I don't know if, I mean, I've already seen some lists and people putting it as one of the greatest episodes of TV all of all time. I'm not willing to put it up that high yet. I need some time to think about it, but it was an awesome episode. It's easily the, one of the top couple episodes of the series if not the best i mean it was said there's so much to talk about and it was so just fantastic and kind of what you were saying there gina a little bit too about roman being the most honest i think this episode when logan died i think honor actually all of a sudden took a turn for not living as a i'm like he was actually honest with his fiance and like wasn't Mm -hmm. like deluding himself into thinking something he's not i was um Connor really surprised me in this episode. So that's, I don't know, a lot of things surprised me in this episode, but I, it was fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Yes. Well, that I think that's an interesting place to start because it is called Connor's wedding. He's the last person to be brought into it. I think his reaction to me was, I don't know, I guess I kind of. I don't know, empathize or I could, I just felt like he gave to me like a very true, he, he, there was both sorrow, but relief as well. It seemed to lift his shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. like you saying, he had a great conversation with, uh, what's her name? Willa, right? Willa, um, yep. About their relationship. And I, I felt, and I, I'd like to see what you both think. I feel like, she was more willing to marry him because his dad died. And I, it's almost like she saw like the evil, like maybe could be, maybe she could have some kind of effect on him to make him into a better person or something, or or she just saw something different in him because they flash so quickly that they go through with the marriage. Like they show it in, in a, in a kind of a well. montage at the end.
2: I think she finally saw him as being honest with her. I mean, mm. he, because he basically was like, he never really loved me. And it's, and like, and he basically put it all out on the table. He's like, are you just for, with me for the money? And I mean, like he never even hinted at that kind of stuff with her before. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just the honesty. I don't know. I just, I really can't. It was one of my biggest surprises of this episode was just the whole Connor thing. Cause I know the first time we talked about succession, Axel, I had said, I don't really care about Connor. And then the last two episodes, I'm like, wow, Connor's actually interesting for a change. So I don't know. That's kind of, that was at least my how I took that.
1: You you know, I'm wondering because I think there were a couple surprises. I mean, there are many surprises in this episode. <laughs> but one of the surprises with Connor in addition to kind of becoming more honest is I almost feel like he was liberated um by his father's death and there's something that's happening in the background of all this that we we only get flashes of as well with him is he's freaking out over the wedding cake yeah. because mm-hmm. it's um, Victorian sponge. And we, we've known that, okay, I, I feel like it only kind of recently came out where his mother is that she was committed to a mental institution. I don't even know. If
2: yeah, that was, that was just this season when they, when, yeah. uh, when um, it was, well, it was last episode when the kids Mm -hmm. were at the karaoke place and I think it was Ken that said, you committed Connor's mom. And that was the first time we'd ever heard that.
1: Yeah, and you know, this has kind of been a big family secret and the fact that they tried to help this child quote with his mother being taken away from him by feeding him cake every day for how long did they say a week yeah it was a long time yeah Uh, you know and it's just like the trauma response to a freaking cake like Mm -hmm. that's the tip of the iceberg of this guy's issues and feeling like His dad never cared about him, which he basically said. He never liked me, Is I think he said this episode. His father being responsible for for taking his mother away from him, whether she needed that care or not, who knows with... You know, who knows with um, Mr. Roy, because he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. And and with the
2: kind of money he had, he could have easily just had somebody locked up and Mm -hmm. committed pretty easily. And I think besides saying, I think the first reaction he had when when they told him that Logan had died, he said, well, he never loved me anyway. And one of the next things he says is I don't have to worry about disappointing him anymore. Yeah, and I think you're completely right. Where it was yep. a, like a huge weight lifted off of his shoulders, and he's finally. I I think he might have been afraid to be honest when his dad was alive. Might maybe that was yeah. it.
0: I mean, w- yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you? He's a monster, yeah. right? I yeah, mean, he's a killer. He's always wins. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought that that, that feeling of kind of relief that he talks about I think is a little bit echoed and that's why I'm so interested to see what happens in the rest of the season and why it's brilliant to do this in episode three. I love it. I think it was great. And also coming off something we talked about last week, Andy, where um, Logan seemed to be getting all his steam back. Right. And he gave that fiery speech on top of the paper boxes, which was actually Uh I saw on Twitter or something that, Murdoch had done the same thing at some mm. famous uh, speech mm. he gave uh people i don't know yeah. where it was. There's
2: a lot of the little loganisms through yeah. the whole series that they've lifted off like from Murdoch or from uh, what's the other guy Redstone yep. a couple of those guys that they modeled a lot of his stuff after so that doesn't surprise me that that was a true thing that had happened too.
0: But I think it was perfect because that's and we should have seen it coming right because don't doesn't it often happen that people before they die they have like you know, surge. Yeah, know, surge of life was, and it'll be like, I was oh, they're just going to say
1: yeah. that Axel. It was what? like he, he was having a surge and then he mm-hmm. flamed out. And then
0: he fl- yep. Yep, just died in Ugh. the shitter like the king. Um, quick rebound and <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think a little bit at the end where we get that um, shot on, uh, on uh, what's his name? Ken, he, Kendall he seemed, on he's
2: on the, on the dock or on the deck of the boat. right?
0: Yeah. He seems like he's upset, but then there's a little bit of lightness that comes to his face. And I would, I think that that's something that they'll all come to feel. And my hope mm-hmm. is that this allows them to be real now and to be free, or it shows us how attached they'll remain even in death. To their father, because like we talked about the first couple of weeks, Andy, and whenever anyone talks about this show, this really is a sh- it's a family show, and it's about these kids really just wanting their daddy to love them. And you see, the first thing when they're on the phone, they're like, "We love you, Dad. I love you." It's only Shiv who's kind of like, No, I I can't forgive you." I can't, right like she's having this conversation.
2: Yeah, but I think herself. they all kind of do that. They all yeah. kind of do that though, because uh, Roman Roman. I think Roman's last word is, "You're a cunt." and i think yeah. that uh what the hell does ken say something about i think ken says you know i don't know if he says i can't forgive you but he says something similar yeah. to that too okay well, just
1: remember romans called him a cunt in a voice message oh yeah. I think right. That's he's worried yeah. that yeah. might have been what gave him yeah which I is ridiculous episode.
0: You know what I'm saying? As if Logan's gonna give a shit that right. that he that the Dick Pickler left him a bad voicemail. He'll just be like, "Fuck this! It happened because it happened." But I like yeah. that guilt though, right? I think there was so much depth in all of their reactions, and you you remind me, you all are correct. And I uh, but I think that they also went to the "I love you" thing and said that like a million times, mm-hmm. and it just shows how that's what they what they really wanted. Um, all right. I want to ask a question, which kind of, while I was watching it, I was like, okay, I got to ask Andy and now you're here, Gina. So you're going to have to answer too. Um, <laughs> how long into the episode did it take you to believe that he was actually dying?
2: I was, I was probably, it, it took a little while. Cause I was pretty hesitant. Cause I thought, they've done that kind of thing before where we had the health scare and it was okay. So I want to say 15, 20 minutes before I started th- really, th- really setting in and thinking it's real. I don't know the exact time. I got to think about it a little bit more on the timeline, but it, it definitely wasn't right away. It was maybe a third of the way through the episode.
1: Um, of- I, yeah, I I think it was probably when Tom finally called greg and was crying is when i
0: oh okay Mm -hmm. finally
1: believed it because yeah you're kind of like is it real is it not but when you know because like tom's a lot of things but i think he really had this very strange affection for logan and
2: i think he was a father figure to him in some weird twisted way
1: yeah Mm
0: -hmm. because we meet tom's mom and he talks about his mom but not his dad Right, like his. Remember, his mom yeah. went. His mom was the one who looked over their, um, their divorce yes. agreement.
2: Forgot about that.
0: Um, yep. And then his mom came to the wedding, but I don't think yep. we saw his dad.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So maybe, maybe he. I don't know if he has it. Okay, those are interesting. So for me, first off, I thought Tom was just fucking with them and trying to distract them. From acting on the fact that Logan was that they knew at this point that Logan wasn't coming to the wedding because he was on his way to go meet with um, uh, Madsen, true, true blood guy, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> but uh, then because even when they first went to the went to the plane, the other dudes on the plane are not really acting too up. They're just kind of sitting down. They look to be a little bit in shock. So who is it? It's, um, what's his name? Frank and Carl you see, right? And they're just kind of sitting there. They're not like getting up and running around. They're just kind of sitting there. So first I thought, is this some like ultimate practical joke to try to get them like because of the conversation that happened the night before didn't go the way he wanted?
2: Yeah, to get the kids to turn.
0: Yeah, to or, yeah, or just I, basically I, that, to make them be emotional, because that's yeah, what he says. Yeah, I definitely had me.
2: that in my head too. That that was a post- strong yeah. possibility.
0: Um. So, I but then as it happened too, I think the show has just built him up into being this like indestructible person. For me, it wasn't until you see his face that they do a very purposeful mm-hmm. shot from his head up and you see the girl pumping on his chest but you see his face and I was like, oh my God, he's really, he's dead. And I think it's just brilliant that it took all of us so long to even believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think it was great.
1: Yeah. Cause, cause I did have this weird feeling that when they put the phone by his ear for Shiv to talk to mm-hmm. him, I'm like, oh, he's going to like take a big gasping breath and yes. be okay. Yep. Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> every time they called, I thought someone was going to, he was like, it's Tom. Uh-huh. Or th- and I thought he was going to say, he's back. He's up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It you was- know,
2: and I think after you said the thing with the phone, Gene, I think that's when I first started to suspect that it was real. Because that's the kind of thing. I mean, I've been in that position before where somebody says, I'm just going to hold the ear up. If they can hear anything, they can hear you. Something about that, was, I was, I know in the back of my head, I'm like, I think he might be gone because that's normally not the kind of thing. Even somebody that would joke like these kind of assholes, I don't think they would go quite that far. I guess and maybe it was just a flashback to a past memory of mine. Yeah. But I think that's when I first started thinking that uh, this is real. That yeah. when the, the phone and, Tom's. I th- Tom was awesome in this episode. He was so damn good. I thought. I mean, it was just You're the, so right. you could see the conflicting emotions in his face, and that was just. I. It was brilliant. The whole thing was brilliant.
0: Definitely. Um, the behind. I keep telling people. I hope you guys watch it. They do like a short, like seven minute behind the scenes kind of recap of the episode. Yeah, it's so fantastic. It, yeah, Jesse Armstrong talked about wanting to approach it because we're all now so connected to our phones, and people move more. That so many of us have experienced. I've experienced. It sounds like you have, Andy. You know, if you have Gina, the the getting the call and not being able to go right and be with the person, mm-hmm. right and having the phone put there and stuff. And so they did that purposeful. There was a whole idea behind it. And I think it says a lot about the, what this show talks about too, but the way they pulled that off was brilliant. And they also talked about how, and I think this is great that they did it this way. I Cause I love, I, I love to get any clues how they shoot this show. Cause they use so much handheld stuff. And I really think they just let the actors act and then cut it mm-hmm. together later. And they said that they'd shot it like five times regular, right? Like Mm -hmm. you do the wide, the close, the mids. They did. Yeah, this part is
2: nuts. Then they
0: went through it uh, one time, I think they said straight through like it was a play. And they just switched. And because the cameras can only have 10 minutes of film in them, they had people like hidden that would pop out and pick up the shot. So it wasn't perfectly... You know, like nineteen seventeen or whatever that movie is. Like, there's yeah, there's not
2: all one cut, but it's yeah. all in real time.
0: And they yeah. he, they ended up. Mark Malloy, who directed this episode, directed a bunch of Game of Thrones too. Said that um, they pretty much use like ninety nine percent of what you see in the episode is from that take. Wow. Yeah, the, and, that's, like that.
2: and that same thing, Jeremy Strong said it was 28 pages of dialogue that they did in one that's consecutive ridiculous. take.
0: That's and, and it was,
2: a, and I think I want to say it was, uh, want to say it was uh, Jesse Armstrong said it was a 27 minute long cut as yep. originally what it was. And yeah, that's that's just insane. And I yeah. feel like, like cameras it's, hidden in the set. And, yeah. yeah, nuts.
0: I went back and I was trying to figure out. Uh, maybe one day it we'll would be able to see. I think it starts when Kendall goes down the stairs and goes to get Shiv is when that section begins. It just seemed mm-hmm. to me the way they were shooting it and from the cuts and everything, but I, think I
2: thought one of them, I thought one of them said it was when Tom when the foot when Rowan picked up the phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll go back and listen I think it was to that
1: much earlier. Okay. Yeah, that I think was, that's what he- it was. He was trying to call Shiv a couple times and she yep. kept ignoring him. And yes. then he calls Kendall. Yeah. Yes. Okay. No,
2: Roman called Roman.
1: Oh, was it Roman? I yep. can't yeah. forget whose phone it really was. Cause they kept,
2: well, cause it was one of the few it jokes. It was yeah. one of the few jokes at the beginning because Roman picks up and he's like, Hey, it's the fucky sucky team or whatever. He says, <laughs> Roman has the, one of the few,
0: <laughs> yeah, one of the
2: few right. laugh lines in those in the whole episode. Wow.
0: Um, is there anything that particularly you want to chat about Gina?
1: Just that I do, I kind of felt from the beginning because I really thought at the end of the second episode that um, I thought that Roman was going to go with Logan to visit the Swede. And the fact that they weren't there and he wasn't there and he picked Connor's wedding over his dad because i really thought he was gonna go mm-hmm. i almost thought when he told him to fire jerry it was punishment for not coming on the sweet oh, trip i think 100 percent that's what yeah, it was and then he, he did it and he you know and i mean it, in some ways i guess roman got the last word in on that so but cool. i just i
0: hadn't I, even thought I,
2: about that Jimmy. i just yeah, thought that was, was
1: like punishment yeah, yeah i um, that,
2: i assume that when it happened that's the first thing i thought of it was because i think even in the i happened to see the uh before the uh, what do you call it the previously on and they they do a flashback to the dick pics that he sent so i mean i think that was kind of a callback too to say roa uh, logan was still pissed about that Mm-hmm
1: and I also, well, I also think it was Logan really sticking it to Roman because by having Roman fire Jerry after sending her all those dick pics, it puts him right in the exactly. dead center as a target for sexual That's harassment. What I it. yep. That's like, what, It's yep. like it's punishment on so many different levels. And yep. I felt like it was distinctly for the fact that he did not go with him on that trip. Yep.
2: Yeah.
0: And
1: I thought, what a petty motherfucker. And,
0: and yep. what was so, I mean, I really, I know you, I know we're all team Roman here and, <laughs> um, I, he is the only serious person. And I, I, I hope we see that progression through. Cause I see, I could see him, really working through this hopefully and learning from it. But then of course I could see him becoming super Dick Pickler. But I think that <laughs> when after everyone was taught, okay, you know, he's dead. And then Roman says to Jerry, I'm sad. And she just walks past him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and doesn't do anything. And that was, he really, I mean, I think that he was in love with her.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I, I did I was, too. I did from yeah. the beginning of there. Yeah.
2: Agreed.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I thought that that little, t- that little shot there that l- was just really heart wrenching because it's like, he has no one really, you know, yeah. I mean, Kendall at least can turn to his ex wife. Always seems so nice. Like the, maybe the nicest, only nice person on the show. He has kids. He, he can turn, you know, um, Shiv can t- turn to Tom who, which she does. And i wonder what's going to happen there because tom is out on the uh, on the outs now right he doesn't have his protector and mm-hmm. and who knows what could happen still with the with the boat shit, you know right um yeah. what jerry's gonna do or whatever you know things can always just pop up but roman seems just utterly alone
1: you know, I've always had this weird theory that if a Roman could get laid properly, he could rule the world.
0: <laughs>
2: and that <got> mm. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's perfect.
0: But what is properly, you know? It would take what? a lot of therapy for him to figure that out, Gina.
1: I, I, I mean, I don't think he's ever had full sex to the finish with a woman. Is kind of the way it feels, or man. man. I, I, I feel like he's only been able to you know, get himself in, you know, in his own office, out to the window with everyone. Isn't isn't there, there's
0: probably a name for that. Is he, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a self-sexual or something, like a never nude or he's the opposite of a never nude.
1: He does like, I mean, he and Jerry had all the dirty talk. So he he does like in the involvement of other people to an extent, but I, you know, I just don't think it's been like a fully completed act yeah. for him. Yeah, there,
2: there's something oh, there's yeah. some serious issues he needs mm-hmm. to get to the bottom of to be happy yeah
1: i don't know if i, I don't know if we can do it in the rest yeah. of what we have left. Yeah, for this only season.
2: seven <laughs> episodes left so yeah
0: <laughs> but you think about that seven episode i'd like to ask you guys where do we go for i didn't watch the coming this season i never watched the previous leaves or the coming attractions on anything but um I mean, I just think that this is such a brilliant move to have so much left. They could go they could now that I was thinking about, I think last week we were talking, Andy, about how Sarah Snook, who plays Shiv, is pregnant Mm -hmm. and very much showing we don't know how long ago they shot this but could they fast forward? Could they, you know?
1: Yeah. I was just wondering if they'll do any type of time jump or multiple time jumps. That's
2: an interesting idea. I have
0: not thought of that. I mean, they actually, will the deal go through? Is it going to be about, I wonder, are they going to go that it's all about the deal and that's how they kind of process or can they go forward? Can they actually somehow be happy or come to terms with, The lives they've led up to this point. Now that I mean, do the
2: do the kids get control and decide they don't want to do the merger? I mean, there's Mm -hmm. or the I mean, there when somebody like that dies, people's mindsets completely change, and that I could. This is one show I could definitely see that happening, where something. Because it's so realistic in a lot of ways, even though it's completely unrealistic.
0: <laughs> you saw that they did have a purposeful shot of Roman showing his phone and being like, this is what that is worth. And it was their stock price plummeting. Yep. yep. So what is the deal going to be worth to them now? Why should they even do it? Mm-hmm. It's not worth it to them, right? Because they're not going to get the same offer now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. that's
2: good. It's worth much, much less
0: money, I would think. Yeah, a lot less money. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: oh yeah, it tanks the whole yeah. like he's like, see, this is Dad on the yeah. on the stock, it's thing, it and it's yeah. like all from up, and it's like, meow.
2: yeah, yeah. This is how much Dad's worth, I think. It was in the line, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That or crazy. look,
1: that's Dad. Yeah, that's how much he's worth. Yeah. Oh gosh.
2: What did you guys think about the the death being off screen?
0: Perfect.
1: Yeah, I think it's good.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree too. It's and I got, I still can't the whole thing about the phone call and the not. It seems so damn realistic. Like that that part is what I'm seeing is real. Like that when somebody dies thing, and it just seems to happen suddenly. And man, it was just that stuff was so well done. It's just it's just thinking about it now. I don't even have words for it. I just want to say how awesome it is. Yeah. So
0: it elevates the show because I think Gina, you may have had some issues with maybe season two like I did or did you, I mean, I, I, I
1: just, yeah. I mean, I just felt like progressively as time went on, the kids just became more and more ridiculous in their, you know, their quest to try and be the one that would take control of the company. And that they just like did, you know, play stupid games when stupid prices, I think is what I, <laughs> yeah, what I said yeah. at one point after the first episode of the season. And it was just like so monotonous. It's like, why am I watching these people do the same thing over and mm, over and that's over how again? I felt
0: repetitive,
1: yeah. um, you know, but it's it's was it's still great writing, and the characters are still interesting, though very much unlikable. But it's I think there's a certain fascination with a family like this when you do have the Murdochs you do have the Trumps, you know, it's 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 this whole dynamic of, You know, this rich asshole whose kids never got love from him. And, you know, you throw out the golden egg and see who kind of kills who to get to it first to claim it. And by somehow claiming it, you're also think you're claiming daddy's love, but that's Mm -hmm. not really the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. And that's why the too much birthday and the feelings and Kendall kind of breaking out of the shell that they put him into after the finale of season one and the death of the waiter was where the show really woke up for me again. And I kind of wish it had happened earlier, but I still enjoyed watching. I feel like that whole, I feel like, Basically season one and season two could have been one season, but I'm not going to complain too much. Cause like you said, it's great writing. It's super, it got progressively funnier. It found its weird tone. And this episode, you know, a lot of people say, and I hear a lot of reviewers say succession is a dark comedy. It's a comedy. It's not a drama. I disagree. I think it's definitely a drama first that has comedic elements and all great dramas are also funny. Um, The Sopranos is funny as hell. Mad Men was funny, you know, but this episode did not. I think there was not really a funny line until somebody made a joke about who was it? I think I think it was. Uh. Sledgehammer, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> somebody <laughs> made a joke about him being dead. And he was like too soon.
2: <laughs> oh no, there was another one. There's another one when Carrie comes out of the front. Oh, and, and it's like, I'm so happy. I, it'll, she, uh, what the hell is God? I think Carl says she looks like she's so happy. She just got a foul ball at Yankee That's stadium.
0: What I, that was it. Yes, that was it. Um, he and was, was she he Sledgehammer? I call him Sledgehammer. Wasn't he Sledgehammer? The old, the old TV show. Oh, that I actor? don't remember. Okay, I'll have to look that. I up. know
2: he's been around for a while. Yeah, forever. The uh, I had heard, I had, I don't know if I heard it or read it somewhere that they were wondering if Carrie was in the bathroom with Logan when it happened because she came out and was so frazzled and yeah. I don't know if that really it makes a difference, but I could definitely see that being the case because she's could. obviously froze out now.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they could both fit in a, a an air, yeah. even a big. Well, maybe a, I mean well, they did. it well, Was that's a, a private plane in that plane? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was hoping to hit the Mile High Club before I died. Yeah,
0: that's um, what I was.
1: Um, I I also wonder, are what are they going to find in the autopsy? Like, what if he was actually poisoned or something?
0: Oh, well, I hadn't oh. thought of I that, mean, Gina. I mean,
1: granted, he's been in horrible health. You know, he had a, what was it, like an aneurysm or a yeah. stroke. A year ago because that was wasn't it like around his birthday and we kind of this
2: show does take a lot from shakespeare though and sh- poisoning is definitely yeah. a big theme in shakespearean stuff it would
1: be yeah. interesting
0: or maybe if okay maybe there doesn't need to be any evidence right it could be a conspiracy they have gotten into stuff like that i mean he does run atn or so, you know what i'm saying like that and could they would put it right on their network there. yeah that's interesting
1: well well and Also, this is like this might be like way out there, but I was thinking, um, what's what's the chick's name? Carrie.
0: Yeah.
2: Carrie.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, she got the bad news that she was a shitty on air (laughs) personality. Killed him. And well, and she was been making him those smoothies. And yeah, she could have totally. Oh,
0: my God.
1: She could (laughs) have totally poisoned him genius
0: because they totally made like two times he talked about the damn sm- right, and then there there was also the virility thing. He's eating this to oh, get yeah, the, strong. What was right? it?
2: Maca root or something? Yeah. or No, that was the other show we cover. Kale? Yeah, oh,
0: I don't remember what it was. If he had an allergic reaction to maca root, that would be hilarious. <laughs>
2: It's I don't remember happy. what it was, if that was it. I know that's in the other show we talked about. So I might, I might be getting my wires crossed.
0: Yeah. That is crazy. Cause, you
2: cause never
1: she know. was so extra weird. Like yeah. she was almost laughing. Yep. Was- but I've seen <laughs> that mean, before though. Yeah. I mean,
0: people yeah. do when they're in shock, they, yeah, weird things uh, happen. They act very strange. Yeah, I mean, they're breaking down. It's just no, you can't process anything. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. That's kind of, but that, I like that theory though, Gina, Ooh, well, we're Succession gonna see. Theory
2: cast, yeah, perfect. We got uh,
0: <laughs> we got seven episodes left. I want to keep talking about this show. It, it's it's really fun, and man, I just have to say, this really was the way it was shot. The acting was amazing. Everybody just hit their marks. It was really a beautiful episode of television.
2: Well, that was one of the things in that behind the scenes thing. I was Alan Ruck was talking about like when his big emotional scene and he said it was the easiest thing I've ever done. Cause when Sarah Snook walked up and he's like, it was real. And so it's like, it made him cry for real. And it just, it was, it's, it's crazy. That's yeah, it's such yeah. good acting.
0: And that's interesting too, because we know that Jeremy strong is a method actor. So it was kind of interesting in that behind the scenes that they talk about that. And he's kind of sitting there and he's like, you have to be this way you know, that is who you are. And then Macaulay Culkin's brother is like, yeah, it was a little hard. I went home and I was like, why was I sad all day? And I was like, (laughs) that was a good interview. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up, Gina. Thank you so much for coming on. Andy and I are going to continue. We're going to talk a little bit about star Wars. Is there anything uh, that you want to say before you leave Gina?
1: No, I think that's it. Thanks for the impromptu invite. And I'm glad I was able to make it on and my calls were done for the day. So, yay.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Having you <laughs> here. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll I'll send you a text. Succession. Okay, we it. keep it rolling. All right. Andy and I will be back very quickly to talk a little Star Wars news. All right. Thanks again, Gina. But now it's time to talk about a galaxy far, far away. It's Star Wars time, baby. All right, Ando. There's quite a few announcements made at Star Wars Celebration in the UK over the weekend, which, by the way, our good friend Bubba from the Double P podcast. Uh, he was week. there, wasn't he? Yes, he was there. And you can go to Double P uh, on uh, the Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And he put up some pics of uh, some great stuff he saw that seems like a fun time have you ever been to anything like that have you ever been to comic-con or or like celebration or anything like that
2: I have not I have not been to any real fan conventions outside of like when card shows used to be a thing yeah. and that was well before yep. anybody had well before most people ever dressed up or anything I would love to go at some point but maybe when my son my sons get a little bit older but it just ha- it's never quite been the right time or I find out about it when it's too late
0: yeah yeah, I just don't even think about it, man. I'm just not. St- too many people, crowded. I don't like traveling. I'm an old man. But it well, does look like fun. It's fun to fun to follow along with people online, though, definitely.
2: And I've heard, too, that like on some of those things, like, say, Comic-Con or something, if you go and don't necessarily want to get into the big Hall H things where all the Marvel people are and all that stuff, and you just go to hang out in some of the smaller areas, I've heard it's still pretty awesome just for that. So. It- I am curious yeah. to check one out someday, but I'm probably getting too old, it'll probably never happen. But I like to think about going.
0: <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you know, I was uh the other day I called up a hustler and he was tailgating before a baseball game that he wasn't even going to.
2: Yep. Because it's the
0: stadium's near his house, so he was just like, I'm just gonna hang out and tailgate.
2: That would that would be a blast. Yeah, that
0: sounds well you funny. know what
2: I think I think Brett does that quite a bit for Georgia stuff too, for Ooh. Georgia Bulldog stuff, I think.
0: I like it. Yeah. We did that for a few Duke games back in the day when I lived in Durham. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, let's get to the news because for me, there's a lot of news. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about the TV side, but I want to talk about the film side because we have already had many films announced canceled. Oh no, they're <laughs> not. Can't we've still supposedly have Taiki Y to T working on a script and uh, you
2: know, I haven't heard you butcher Tyka's name in a yeah, while. It okay. brings a smile to my face.
0: To say I'm sorry, buddy. You know what I'm talking about out there, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Tyka, he's with
2: ET for those who are wondering? I know, he's a, name?
0: I know he's a listener of the DVR podcast, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson is still working, gonna, but he's busy doing more Glass Onion movies, is what Kathleen Kennedy said, but mm-hmm. he's still working on a movie. We know that Damon supposedly wrote the first draft of the first movie that we're going to talk about that was announced, which is Charmine Obeyed Chinoy, who I think directed a bunch of uh, Miss Marvel and maybe some other films. I'm not so sure. I don't know. She
2: she also has done a ton of documentary stuff. She has an Academy Award for documentary short. Okay. So she's, she actually has a way more stuff in document. I was just researching her a little bit before we got on and yeah, she's, but a lot of documentary stuff, a lot of humanitarian stuff, too, from the sound of it. So the, interesting choice.
0: This one for me is much less about the director, because this is the this is the continuation set 15 years after the end of Rise of Skywalker. And it's going to focus on Ray coming back to build a new Jedi order. So it's going to be like the newest continuation of, of basically the Skywalker. Even though she's not a Skywalker, she's the fucking. Isn't she the Emperor's granddaughter?
2: Yeah, I th- I tried to block out Rise of Skywalker. I really <laughs> dislike that movie. I think th- yeah, she's related to the she's some descendant of the
0: Emperor. Yeah, she's like a clone of the Emperor's step uh, granddaughter. Yeah, I don't know what the hell she yeah. is. But anyway, that's what I want to talk about because I'm excited about the other two, but this was the one I wanted to address first because. My initial reaction was, I wish that they would just kind of forget that those other movies existed. Um, is that how do you feel about it? Were you excited to find? I, I have nothing against Ray. I liked her in the movies, I didn't have a problem with her character at all or the actress. Well, I like Daisy Ridley as well, but
2: I think they're, I think. I think Dave Filoni has a lot more power over what's going on in this universe than anyone actually knows, and I think it's his his single, mi- like he's done with the Clone Wars, to, uh, the, not the Clone Wars, the prequels. I think part of his mission, and they've laid some hints in some of the other TV series that have been airing, that I think he's trying to like retcon things in order to make them better. He's done a lot of that with the with the prequel stuff. A lot of the prequel stuff has been, in my opinion, anyways, has been made much better by stuff that they've had in the Mandalorian or in book of Boba Fett or some of these other things, they've hinted at some of that stuff in the Mandalorian. Now that's going to take, that's setting up some of the plot, big, huge plot holes and things like that of the further of like rise of Skywalker specifically. Right,
0: the return of the emperor. Exactly. They're going to talk and about the cloning, the cloning stuff. And
2: yes. So I, I think yep. that the, I, as much as I would, I actually like force awakens and I love the last Jedi. I know I'm on an Island with that one with some people. Cause they hate that movie. I love it. I think it's one of the best Star Wars I movies. Too.
0: I think it was I, the best of the three.
2: To me, I hated the Rise of Skywalker. I hated that they basically erased everything Ryan Johnson did and caved into <sighs> a lot of whiny fanboys. That's my also my personal. I know there's people that passionately disagree with me about this. So that so I I I don't like where that movie left things and all that. But I'm I don't think they're going to erase it from canon. And I also don't think I like say Ray is popular enough and. I Bubba left a, a nice snarky comment on the Facebook thing about all the girls dressed up as her. And I know that's a huge thing because like, she's a hero in the way that Leia never was where she's actually wielding the lightsaber and all that stuff. So I, I get why they're doing it. I'm fine with it. I'm not, it's the one I'm least looking forward to, but I am optimistic about it. And I actually did kind of and miss Marvel. I watched that whole thing and it, it started kind of slow, but by the end of it, I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, so me too. I think that same energy, with Ray could be something fun. I mean, i it, i say it's not as nearly as interesting as I'd just rather go away from the Skywalker thing, the Skywalker timeline period just to go away from it. I mean, you can come back to it in thirty years or something, but i that needs i i I want that to have more resting time, I guess before they get to it. so, yeah, it's my least favorite of the three, but i'm not I, I'm still optimistic about it, I guess
0: i am I'm with you on this one, Andy. I agree with you. I did not enjoy the rise of Skywalker generally because I think it is objectively not a good movie. It doesn't make much sense. It tries to rely on nostalgia to explain plot points. And even though I kind of actually felt that Daisy Riddler, Ridley, (laughs) Riddler, Daisy Ridley (laughs) and Adam driver were really good in that movie. And I remember certain scenes that I really liked but then mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I was like, why, why is this happening? Like yep. that whole thing where like Chewbacca dies and then he's not yeah. dead. Like, I why is this happening? Well, it was just the, the whole
2: the opening crawl of that movie. I will never forget the first line where it says, "Somehow the Emperor has returned." I'm like, okay, if the Emperor's back, you need to tell us how that. It's not really explained. It's just so he's just like, oh, he's here now. It really, I mean, it's just yes. it feels sloppy.
0: It, it as many people and you point out. There were, I guess, a certain segment of fans, or I don't know, I'm not really into that deep into it. I don't really pay attention to that much. Some I enjoy the movies. Of course, I love Star Wars. But I guess people were upset basically about the whole thing, about how, um, uh, what was the one, that, uh, the one that we like? I forget of all these dumb names. Uh, the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, where it's like anyone can be, a Jedi, right? Yep. yep. And they, people want, Oh, that takes away from the Skywalker or, you know, the nostalgia. That that was part of what I loved about the last Jedi. That was the best part. And the, and the thing of Ray not being anybody Mm -hmm. was a really cool, but they're going to have to deal with that. Right. We can't. So all the things they did now, Hey, Any movie, like I'm telling you, one of my favorite action movies is like the sixth time cop, which I think is fucking amazing. I can't remember even what the name of it is. Oh, you mean universal soldier? Universal soldier. Yes. My God. I've watched that that one you're talking about. I remember you recommending
2: it and there was one night randomly I was flipping around on Pluto, the free streaming thing, and it was on there. So I watched it. It is insane. Yes. So so anyway, sorry.
0: Universal (laughs) soldier day of reckoning 2012. Check it out out of nowhere, it's an amazing film. So you Mm -hmm. give people the chance to make something. They could make something great. The thing that worries me is this is the flagship. And it's just like a lot of the Marvel shit where if it's like a one, some of the one-offs, they'll might let the director do something, but generally it's like a, a gun for hire it's like a tv director so regardless of her past and what she's done she's learned to work in the marvel system so they can take her in the star wars system right she's just going to do what they tell so i well i have the the least amount of hope like you said but it who knows it could be fun and great
2: well the the thing about it with with her specifically i haven't seen all of her other stuff but the thing with miss marvel is even though, yes, that was in the Marvel framework, that actually did feel like she put a stamp on that. I think it, it had a different flavor, a little bit different. I mean, it's still, yeah, 90% Marvel for sure, but there was some other stuff in there that wasn't normally in a, it just had a different feel to it a little bit. So that's
0: I, true. I, they did have a lot of history. And I remember because I watched about half of that season.
2: So it's like I said that's why I'm I'm optimistic that it that it could be good decent. It's like I say it's, it's out Star of the three Wars. that are announced it's it's definitely my least anticipated.
0: Yeah. Well but- let's get to let's get to the anticipated ones, all right? Yes. The one I find to be interesting and I don't know how they're going to do this is Dave Filoni is going to direct a film wrapping up the stories from The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka and and other Disney plus shows. So it's going to kind of be released in the theaters, but it's going to be the capper to all of the series that we see interconnected. basically under the Mando umbrella.
2: Yeah. They're basically doing the Avengers, but with Boba Fett and his friends.
0: Nice.
2: Instead of the Marvel super tier heroes. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me.
0: What do you think about that? I think it's a weird move to go the uh, go the other way. Well, I guess not anymore. I guess that's what people used to do. We're going back to that now, right? Where- I think it's
2: going to be huge. I think they're yeah. going to print so much money with this. It's going to be crazy. I think it's just seeing... I mean, I know this is a small sample size, but seeing my six-year-old and his friends and the way they worship Mando and all that stuff. Mm. By the time this movie gets out, those kids are going to be nine, ten years old. I mean, it's gonna. I think unless they really crap the bed with these with these shows, I think it's just gonna. I think it's going to be massive, and they'll actually put a movie budget with it. I mean, the Disney Plus shows still have very high budgets, but it's not like the Avengers type of budget. And I think they'll do that with this. Just seeing all the all the kids and all the, I mean, the toy aisles are still just stocked with Mando stuff everywhere. Oh, they
0: are. You're right. You're right about that, Andy and Lachlan loves man. Mando is star Wars to this generation of just like for, there is a whole generation of people that clone wars is their thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like they love that cartoon. They love that. That's, that was what got them into star Wars. Mando is going to be bigger than that, right? Because oh, yeah. I think it already bigger. is so i think yeah. that the people but the thing that i find interesting is going to the theater, theater you're you're right it's going to be a big huge event i'm going to fucking go everybody's going to go right it's going to be but the, these all of these shows have one thing in common which is that they are completely meandering they never really have a direct storyline and i just kind of enjoy being in that universe maybe They'll change a bit, but I, I'm, I don't know how that she's going to translate.
2: Well, my guess is like, um, there's, there's moments and there's like one or two episode chunks on all of these series where they feel like a movie. Yeah. And it's I think gotta they're just a,
0: like, they've got to be doing a job, right?
2: Yeah. Like say, say like the, the last episode in season two of Mando, the one where spoiler alert, Luke Skywalker shows up. Yes. That hour, it's like an hour plus episode that easily could. And there's tons of action in it and awesome things happen. Something like that could easily be expanded to two hours. I mean, right. I think, you
0: uh, get the team together. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's, and, and you kind of link it. It's, it's a fun idea and I hope they can pull it off. Still not big, so sure I mean, it's going to happen though.
2: There's a, there's a big Thanos level villain that's going to be revealed in Ahsoka. That we have only heard about yes. in these shows so yep. far, and I'm guessing that's where it's going to lead because that character is—I read those books way back when he was first introduced. Yeah. I love the books; he's an awesome character, and I'm hoping that will be the end game for this. Is he's the Thanos level villain, if you want to call it that? And, and I mean, lead, it takes place between—it also takes place between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Right. So it would make sense for there to be some big thing, because otherwise, why wouldn't it still be a thing in Force Awakens?
0: And it ties, it can tie into the cloning, the emperor Yeah, that, because you're talking about what's his name? Admiral Thrawn,
2: right? Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce it? Yep. I got it right.
0: Um, so yeah, that's a great character. Creepy. I've saw, I saw some of the pictures and they got, what's his name? Lars Mickelson, Mads Mickelson's brother.
2: Yeah, The same guy that did the voice in the Clone Wars yeah. animated or Who the we, rebel Star Wars. We Rebels. actually
0: probably all knew before Mads Mikkel. Like, I think that he's been in a lot of shit.
2: Yep. So yeah, I kind of
0: recognize him. I was like, yep. "Oh I'd... wow, that is his brother." Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they do look similar. You can tell they're brothers if you know. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So yeah, I think that one's going to be just like I said. It's just going to be massive, especially for the kids. And I'm just, I'm going to love it too. I'm sure. It's, and, I'm a easy lay with Star Wars.
0: And I think it's kind of interesting having Felloni direct it. You mm-hmm. know. Um, that's that's a big step, and like I said, I do. We should take all of this with a grain of salt because they've already announced like five other movies that they canceled. So we'll see if it and other, happens. Other
2: ones that they've reshot huge portions of, or turned into when-
0: a TV show, like yeah. Kenobi, right?
2: Yep. Well, and like they reshot most of Rogue One. They reshot most of Solo with different directors on both of them. And
0: yeah, yeah, there's
2: been tons of turnover there. So who knows if any of it will happen. I don't know,
0: man. I kind of feel like they got it. I feel like it's time for Kathleen Kennedy and that crew to hightail it out of there. I think, I don't know if any, let's see, let's move on to the next one and the final one, which is James Mangold. Great director, done of done genre, dramas, all different types of stuff. A little and bit of everything, yeah, really. Yeah, very interesting career. Very professional. Is going to do a film about the dawn of the Jedi. The first Jedi. The first person, the first force user. And it takes place 25,000 years <laughs> before... Any Star Wars shit—the earliest stuff that we've seen, twenty-five. Yeah, I think I saw it years. described.
2: At, I think I saw it described as the Ten Commandments in Star Wars. Yes,
0: and I think that this is an amazing idea. I am. I have no idea. If, again, if this is going to happen, they didn't give a lot of details. And he's attached. He did the new indie movie. He's attached to like a lot of shit, right? Mm-hmm. So who knows? This could end up being somebody different, but the fact just the idea of this movie is super exciting to me I love it
2: well they could go they could do anything that's part of, that's part of why I why I'm least excited about the about the Ray movie because of that Skywalker tied into the Skywalker thing get the hell away from the Skywalker thing and do some, the unit's you know, a huge universe they've created you can go to some ah, that's that it's exciting what that could even be I mean. How do you even, I mean, it could go terribly, terribly wrong, but also Mangold knows his shit. He hasn't made a terrible movie in a long time.
0: Yeah. Let's see what he's done. Let's see what he's done. Um, This is his directing Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. He's attached to a couple other movies. He did Ford versus Ferrari, which I thought was awesome. Logan, yep. which I thought was awesome. The Wolverine, which was not awesome, but which tried something and which also was set in Japan.
2: There right? is a version of, that movie was cut to hell. There is a Blu-ray like super director's cut oh, that it okay. vastly improves that movie as well. Okay.
0: Well, I was going to say there is some Buddhist shit in that too. And mm-hmm. that's the origin of Star Wars. So if they're, if they're going down some oh, sort of kind right. of religious type thing, perhaps they're gonna, you know, who knows where I, it could be set or what kind of tones it could have. So that's interesting to me.
2: I hadn't even thought about that. Um, yeah, he
0: directed Night and Day with Tom Cruise, which I thought yep. was super fun. Yeah, oh, dude, underrated. he did Three Ten to Yuma too. Okay, yep. Walk the line. Was awesome. Yep. Identity, which was kind, which was it tried something. I don't know that it was super successful. Two thousand three. Yeah. Um. He did "Girl Interrupted," Copland. Mm -hmm. Okay, Copland was his big breakout. His first film was a movie called "Heavy." I never saw this.
2: I don't think I ever saw "Heavy" either. I I vaguely remember the name, but
0: Liv Tyler. Okay, interesting. Um, But I think his big breakout movie was uh, yeah, Copland for sure. Was Copland? All right, yeah. What a career he's had, and yeah, you see the genre stuff mixed in there. Um, even something like Night and Day, which you could have seen becoming, I'm surprised they haven't rebooted that as a TV show.
2: Yeah, that was a surprisingly right? fun movie. Cameron that, Diaz? That, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say Cameron, yeah.
0: Yeah, that goes in the genre of um, spy spoof, kind of, but yeah, still. Kind of true Lies kind of thing. Yeah, has the, has and the feel a f- of it.
2: 310 to Yuma is just, oh my god, that movie is really I awesome. So, yeah. And the other thing about it is if you, the other thing all these movies have in common is almost uniformly amazing casts. Yeah. So he could probably pull in somebody. I mean, I'm not excited too. Like would they make a star Wars movie with no spaceships? I mean, 25,000 years, you literally could do anything.
0: Yes. Yeah, you could do anything. And you, you know, the ultimate thing that I guess star Wars, when they do this, there it's like when star Trek started really lining it, uh, leaning into the time travel stuff. Yep. Um, it would be for Star Wars to have some connection to Earth, right? Because it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be in a galaxy far, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. So when we look up to the stars, right, yeah. and we look into the past, that's what we're seeing. But how is that connected to us? It makes me think when you go that far back, it gives you the opportunity to mess with that in a way or something. But yeah, kind of like know, the. Uh,
2: Kind of like the new battle star, the remake yes. battle stars.
0: I always the end is the beginning,
2: you know, uh, I don't know if I would end. like that tying into earth. I don't hmm, I hadn't thought about that as a possibility, but you're of course, you're right. Hmm.
0: when I That's saw that actually the end of uh, what the of rise of the jet, what's it called the last jedi um
2: last Jedi, or yeah, the uh, yeah, the Ryan Johnson the kid, one.
0: yeah, yeah, I thought that they were going to go to earth. Like for us, it gave me that idea. Ooh, did he originally intend this as they're on earth? But I don't know if they'll ever do it because it's the time thing too. Right. So, you know, yeah. but then again, if you're dealing with being able to travel at warp speeds and, uh, what do they call it in star Wars and star Trek? It's warp light speed, speed. light speed in star Wars. Um, you Oof. know, th- that changes your perspective of time time becomes yeah. ultimately what it is which is subjective we're all experiencing it on on our own in our own way in our own time so you can have someone travel from that time to this time is it distance or is it time well and it just it's it, the, they're the same thing coming to
2: earth seems like it'd be such a tight wire like a- yeah
0: but they've you know at some point they have like that's for me, well, though. I'm, sure I'm sure it's been pitched many times. Or maybe Lucas has it in the contract. Like the one thing you can't <laughs> do is ever set any Star Wars shit on Earth or have them come to Earth.
2: Well, the second thing. The one thing is never release the original versions, but the yeah. first the <laughs> second thing is
0: Yeah, never take out that stupid looking job of the hut that I put in. Oh God. Yeah. It's really <sighs> terrible. Yeah um yeah, i would have rather seen the original yeah. when they got that actor to play job of the hut did you ever yeah. see that footage
2: oh yeah definitely yeah yeah the those first three like i said part of the reason that i care so much about this now is i love that original trilogy i love that like i have loved nothing before i mean i still love oh, it but gross. not in the way i I mean i wore out vid- like multiple videotapes of that thing i had it taped off of crappy cbs recordings and hbo recordings. So I, I know that I know the original trilogy inside and out for sure. So always chasing that get, getting back to that. But
0: yeah, oh, always chasing that high, baby. Always yeah, exactly chasing right.
2: that high. <laughs> it's exactly chasing the Star Wars high. Yeah.
0: Um of course. And I am really happy just I mean we might as well talk a little bit about Mando this season and the Book of Boba Fett last I love that meandering, honestly, and that's why I can see them doing a movie and you're right. They've done it before where there have been successive episodes that have kept the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you think about really the first season of Mando, though it was slow, it really what did have a real plot there, right? Like when he he had, uh, yep. and even the book of Boba Fett, when he like is with those, the sand people and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I mean, I, like I've said it before. I wouldn't, if they just made a show and called it star Wars and you tuned in every week and it was some story from star Wars and it was live action. I'd watch it every week. Yeah,
2: I don't, I like the, I like the meandering stuff yeah. and the, I it's in ways that reminds me of, uh, like next generation where, there was a lot of, ep- I mean, there was a successive storyline, but most episodes they were kind of doing a different thing every week, and every once in a while they pick up the main storyline, but not not that often. And I'm 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 fine with TV shows like that. Not everything needs to be Succession or Game of Thrones, where if you miss anything, you're right. I mean. Yes, there are certain episodes of Mando or Boba Fett that you need—you definitely need to see, but not every episode. I'm fine with them going on adventures and doing that. I mean, that's part of what Star Wars is, is yeah. going on adventures. So.
0: Yep, that serialized stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted more of that with Obi-Wan, and I felt like it tried to get a little too deep and shit, and I was like, but then again, a lot of the action sequences for some reason in that show were just not good. Yeah, um, that's... that. it was I think fun, though. and all in all, it was fun.
2: I think that one would have benefited from being a movie, for sure. It was too stretched out, and I think the higher budget for better action visuals would have helped it as well.
0: That was the one when people really started complaining about the volume. Yep. Where you could well, tell. Well, I,
2: not- I, I noticed it a little bit in Boba Fett. There was a few scenes, especially in the first couple that my wife pointed it out to me, and after she pointed it out to me, I could not not see it. But in some of those first episodes when, when Boba is – got doesn't have the helmet anymore. And the sand people are basically holding him prisoner. And some of those night scenes, it looks like night scenes from the old star Trek, where it looks like just a purple curtain draped yeah, in the I background. Know. And there was a few of those times. I mean, it got better but when the action got going, but I've noticed that every once in a while, it's still not enough to, I'd still rather have that than nothing. So
0: yeah. And I still would want more, even with this season of uh Mando, I like more like animatronic type. I like, I kind of liked it when some of the stuff in the first season of Mando looked almost fake, like it looked like it was from the old star Wars,
2: some puppetry. Yeah. yeah, I kind of dig
0: that. I'm okay with that. Look in star Wars. You know, some people might not be though. So I can see why, well
2: most of yeah. uh most of Grogu is puppet, so people yeah. are just seem to be just fine with him being That's that true. way. So Yeah. And I think I if it's this. done well, it's fine.
0: This last episode was fun with all the droids. Like I'm a part on Facebook. I'm like in these groups where people like build droids and I watch them oh, build yeah. one day that would be a fun thing to do would be to get a 3D printer and yeah. Then build a droid and they all help each other. Like their guys, like, I did this leg. How does it, how do you get R2s? <laughs> or, and then now everybody wants to make that, uh, that blue metallic C3PO.
2: Yeah. That thing was cool. That, well, there's a I story think even, behind that. Oh, the blue, the yeah. blue C3PO?
0: There was, what was and, that? Uh, I think that there, I think the guy who made it was in one of these groups and he died or he had cancer. So there's like a, something about the dude. I did think, I don't, I think that he did die. And I think that it was okay. one of the things where like they included it in the show as a tribute. Cause you know, they do that all the time. It's just like in the, when they needed extras, they called up like the five oh one, five Oh one, five Oh first or whatever. Five o first,
2: Yeah. Well, and I think I want to say it was for the force awakens. I think when R2D2 makes an appearance, I think that was also, I think they hired a couple of the fans, like the yeah. people who build droids, they hired some of the fans because the replicas were so good that they just built, they hired them to build the real one.
0: Because let me tell you something. I was promised, and you were promised, we were all, we're old people. I'm almost 50. We were promised a couple things in the future, Ando, flying cars, which we still don't have. Um, and robots Flying skateboards, skateboards too, which I'm okay with. Cause I can never really ride a skateboard. <laughs> I'm too big and goofy.
2: Yeah. I'd be in trouble there too,
0: <laughs> but robots, man, like there are not enough robots in real life. And this, if this AI thing really, really takes off and they take over, I hope AI starts making if you're listening AI make ro- make some robots I want to have a robot friend you know what I'm saying that I can chat with maybe I do a podcast with a robot you know it could be fun
2: <laughs> we don't even need co-hosts anymore yeah. so just be... <laughs> the droid <laughs> in me. Is robot yeah
0: <laughs> a droid pod that's what we'll yeah. do oh you know?
2: perfect yeah that's what I, that's
0: <laughs> the fun thing I I don't really get too into I do like for the Star Wars movies, and I, I would have preferred for those three movies for them to have a bit more of a actual plan, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to get like super upset about it. And, and like you're saying, they can always go back and make something by filling in the gaps, make it appear more important and cooler. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know we'll see what happens.
2: Well, and, you know, the other thing I really I really came to realize it probably I think it was before Force Awakens. So, what well, that's got to be coming up on almost 10 years. So, I cuz when the prequels came out, I got so mad because I was like I I wasn't like the <laughs> idiot saying it raped my childhood or anything, but I was definitely very very disappointed and mad and until I realized, finally realized that, you know what? As much as I love them, these movies are still made for kids. And there is tons of kids I know. Well, they're not kids now, but like you said, they grew up in the prequels where they're Star Wars. movie, yeah. And they they love it. They know every background character. They know ever I mean, I will never in a million years say they're anywhere near the same level of quality as those original three, but it's not. Most of Star Wars is not aimed at us anymore. So I'm still going to enjoy it. Of course. But, but it's. So well, I'm not going to get. Even though I reviled Rise of Skywalker, I'm not going to get upset at it. If hey, that makes
0: listen. sense, I always like making fun of something on the internet, but in <laughs> reality, there's something that I have. I hate to break it to everyone listening, but Star Wars is not real. It's <laughs> a fake, made-up <laughs> shit yeah. by a dude who is high, <laughs> trying to make a movie named George Lucas. And then it made all billions of dollars and they keep on making them because of that. If it didn't make more money, they'd stop making all this shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about star. They, 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 it's lucky when you get a Filoni, right? When yeah. you get a John Favreau, when you get a Kevin Feige, when you get a person who actually is a geek and loves this shit. Yep. Um, but also they can make mistakes. <laughs> so sometimes the shit turns out, Not great, but I just, I do love the kind of Star Wars universe. And, you know, I'm a sucker for anything that involves space and spaceships and aliens and any of that shit. By the way, I wanted to say, I haven't had a chance to mention this on a podcast. Have you checked out this show on sci fi called The Ark?
2: I have seen it pop up on, I have not watched it yet. I think it is streaming on Peacock or somewhere. I I believe it is. Yes. I think I've seen it pop up. I have not checked it out yet.
0: Yeah. Um, It's really good. It's not great. It does some typical stuff that you'll recognize. They're on a spaceship, and I don't. I'll let you let the folks at home listening, or you watch it. Or,
2: yeah, I'll will check it out. I've, you know I me. Mean, I'm also likewise on the space thing. I'm going to watch yes, it gets space. So. But it's
0: good. It has elements of. Kind of sometimes it's like a mystery of the week Star Trek, but there's an overarching plot that's happening here. Mm -hmm. They get deeper into it. Some of the acting is a little, uh, I think it's shot somewhere, I don't know, behind the Iron Curtain or something. Okay. Somewhere in Eastern Europe. Yeah. Yeah. You look at the credits and it's like, you know, okay, this is, (laughs) you don't recognize a lot of the people, but they're giving it their all. I think there's some Canadian mixed in there too. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a fun show. And if you like sci-fi, it'll remind you of, uh, star Wars, star, really more so star Trek, Babylon five type kind of little Mm. politics within the ship, but also it has those sci-fi interesting elements and, um, I, ho- I hope it gets renewed because I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. It's on epi- It's on like the ninth or 10th episode, but I've watched yeah. it every week, and I don't see too many people talking about it. But if I can talk about it a little bit, get a couple people to watch it because yeah, I think I'll it's kind of cool. I mean, and there's a lot of stuff coming back. You know, there's this – what's that on. new silo on Apple TV is coming out too? Yep. That looks. I know
2: everybody that's read the book it's based on is raving about it and saying this is going to be amazing if they get it right. So I'm looking forward to it. And I I try try, for the most part. I trust Apple. I haven't really watched anything that they've made that I haven't liked or at least respected on some level.
0: Especially the sci-fi stuff. Foundation Mm -hmm. is awesome. Severance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some what they did. There's another sci-fi. Oh, um, for all mankind
2: oh yeah yeah yeah. of course how did i forget yep. that
0: really like the, uh, that
2: while we were still talking star wars i was going to mention too um probably a month or so before mando came back i don't remember where i saw it but something popped up about how this season was going to uh get heavy into the a lot of the clone Wars stuff like from the animated clone wars nice and i saw somebody share something like the the episodes you need to watch like the the ones based around the mandalorians or based around ahsoka and all this different thing and so you could skip it was like 15 episodes between that and Rebels, or 20 episodes, or something like that. So, because I tried Clone Wars a couple times and I tried Rebels, and I'm like, this is way too kiddie for me. Didn't enjoy it. I was like, I get why people like it, but I, I I watched those ones that are based on that stuff, and they are really, really freaking good. Like, I was shocked with how good some of the stuff is. Like, it actually has gets more into weird sci fi stuff that I did not not Ooh, know at all. Send so me so that it's, list. Yeah, I have to find it. I want to say somebody shared the list, like, I think it was like Joanna Robinson or somebody that works at the Ringer, okay. shared it and said, this is a good primer for your Mandalorian and Ahsoka stuff, because and it has a lot of the stuff with Ahsoka and a lot of stuff with um, the character that Katie Sackhoff plays, uh, Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, and a lot of that stuff, and a lot of her backstory. And it got me way more excited for this season of Mando, so... And that almost was all written by Filoni. So I, that's the other reason they have high hopes for the Filoni movie. So yeah, I if I, like
0: I mean, I, I just, I think it's interesting to go to the theater and I think it's interesting to coalesce all this kind of meandering plots into one thing that would include all these people and mm-hmm. even more people too, because they're going to bring back a bunch of the people from Rebels and with the yeah. Ahsoka TV show, which looked awesome too.
2: Well, and they've so, done some of that too. That character in it was two, the episode with the uh, X-wing pilot from and Mando. Was that two episodes ago? Yeah. And when he goes to that bar and he's talking about yeah, it, there's this guy, yeah. the weird blue guy. That's a character yep. from Rebels.
0: Yeah, yeah, I recognize. And he was that.
2: awesome in Rebels too. So
0: I had his Lego yeah. figure. I think
2: oh i would hang on to that one because i think that's a pretty rare one i
0: know the droid is awesome i can't find it i I don't know where i think lachlan may have eaten it when he was a kid
2: (laughs) oh man (laughs) what are you gonna do Uh, well that shit happens doesn't it
0: (laughs) yep all right well ando let's wrap it up this has been a great pod talked for a while with gina about succession you and i talked about star wars you got anything else you want to say before we get going
2: I don't think so. This was a fun little, fun little catch up on. I haven't talked Star Wars with anybody in quite a while, so I know it's a fun little catch up. Like the stuff has got me, it's got me excited. I am, and a lot of like Ahsoka, I'm actually looking forward to that too because of the, the stuff I watched with Rebels and the Clone yeah. Wars series. I'm excited to see where that goes. So I didn't really I, care about her from her live action appearances, but the cartoon stuff has definitely piqued my interest. So
0: I might have to wa- rewatch some of those cartoons or finish them. Yeah, I'll, I think I, I still have that saved
2: wherever whatever that is I'll, I'll send you the list of the of the recommended nice. ones and i mean you miss out on a few little story beats but i didn't it wasn't like i was ever confused to what was going on so
0: all right all right everybody well thank you andy thank you gina thanks everybody for listening check us out at dvrpodcast.com we're covering rabbit hole We're covering yellow jackets hopefully we'll be back next week talk a little bit more succession We'll see what happens. Either way, take care and peace out.